Welcome to the Purpose Founder Podcast. We're so excited that you're here. This is a weekly recap of the live gathering that happens on Wednesdays at 1.30 Eastern Standard Time. Join our Facebook discipleship page and receive updates and content information and connect with people from all around the world. We're so excited that you're joining us today. Everyone, my name is Ada and I want to welcome, to welcome you to today's life gathering. I want to share a message with you that I believe will minister to you and encourage us all. Last week, I talked about um, being rooted and grounded in the word of God. And today, I want to talk about um, praying. So today's message is called connecting, uh, communicating, sorry, communicating with God in prayer. Um, prayer is very important, and it's the way that we can connect with God. Um, Jesus taught on prayer and gave us an, an outline for prayer in Matthew. So we will be reading from Matthew 6, um, verses uh, 5 through 8. On this first page is 5 through 8, and it says, When you pray, you're not to be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and on the street corners so that they may be seen by men. Truly, I say to you, they have their full reward or their reward in full. But you, when you pray, go into your inner room, close your door and pray to your father who is in secret. And your father who sees what, you, what is done in secret will reward you. And when you are praying, do not use mean, meaningless repetition as the Gentiles do, for they suppose that they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them, for your father knows what you need before you ask him. Pray then in this way. Our father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom, um, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we, for, uh, we uh, sorry, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. So let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I thank you so much for uh, this message and your word. Thank you for teaching us how to pray, Lord. Father, thank you that you died on the cross so that we can have access to you, Lord God. We are no longer separated from you. In fact, we have access to come boldly to the throne of grace. So Father, I pray that you would speak through me as I share this message, Lord God, and that we would all learn something more about you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So God wants us to pray in this manner, in the manner of that we just read, acknowledging him, asking for his will to be done, and praying for your needs. So essentially what prayer is, prayer is talking to God. Um, when you have a relationship with anyone, um, the way you get to know somebody is talking to them. You ask questions, you, you um, ask them about their life. Um, we have access, like I said last week, to the word of God, where we can learn more about God. Um, and that word is profitable, right? It teaches us um, it, what's wrong in our lives. It shows us what the right things to do. Um, it shows us that we should depend on God. And so when we have that, the word of God in our lives, it's like a tool. And we can um, 
talk with God about his word. We can talk to God about anything that we're really going through. And so here's a verse that talks about um, when we should pray as well. Um, it's in Philippians and it's uh, four, chapter four, verses six through seven. It says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension will guard your hearts and your mind minds in Christ Jesus. So this verse is actually a command with a promise. Um, it says, be anxious for nothing. Be anxious for nothing is not just saying you shouldn't be anxious. It's saying, no, I'm commanding you, don't be anxious. But instead, by praying to God, right? Um, when we pray to God um, and we let him know what our needs are, what our wants are, um, and we earnestly pray and we give thanks and we let our requests be made known to God, the, he promises that the peace of God which surpasses all comprehension, will guard our your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So the peace of mind comes when we bear our soul before the Lord. Um, in everything, praying earnestly. So that word supplication means to pray or request earnestly, like um, probably referring um, to your urgent needs, right? When you do those things, like I said, you will get peace. And another verse that um, kind of talks about this is um, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. I went over this verse, I think, uh, either if it wasn't last week or the week before, but it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding, in all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. So prayer, it can be that part where it says, in all your ways acknowledge him, right? In all your ways acknowledge him. And it says here in this verse, but in everything right? In all your ways, but in everything, whatever you're doing, it doesn't matter what it is, how small, you can bring your your worries, whatever is uh, um, bogging you down, like that you're so worried about that you sometimes can't sleep at night, you can bring that to God. And, it, and he promises that when you do bring those requests, those petitions, those things that you are, that are weighing heavily on your heart, he promises to give you peace in exchange. Another verse that I want to talk about is found in John 15, verse 7. It says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. So I really love this verse, um, but sometimes people can say, like, when they pray, they just pray for, for anything, really. And sometimes people don't really have the right motives in, in asking God for something. I have been there. Um, but it says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, what does that word abide mean? And um, when you look that word up, in its original language and that would be greek because uh, i said this before the old testament is written in hebrew like originally and the new testament is written in greek and so it says abide is to continue to be present um when you are continually present so let's go back to that verse that we just read if you continue, I'm going to I'm going to remove the word abide and change it with the and put the definition and said, if you continue to be present in me and my words continue to be present in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. 
Um, why is that important? Well, if you are continually present in the Lord, continually present, having his word in you, like we talked about, um, the five ways to engage with scripture last uh, week. If you continue to hear his word, read his word, study his word, memorize, meditate, you have the word in you. You, when you ask, you'll be asking with the mind of Christ. You'll be asking with, um, with the will of God already on your heart and mind. So you'll be asking and praying the right prayers, right? So also that's remaining in present, um, re remaining present in constant communication with God and his word. It's consistent. So you have to first be abiding in God's, um, in him, in his word, um, and the, his word abiding in you. Then you know that when you ask, you ask whatever you, you wish, you will receive it. Another verse that I want to talk about is John 16, 24. It says, until now, you've asked for nothing in my name. This is Jesus talking. Ask and you will receive so that your joy may be made full. Well, one thing I really like about this verse is that the Lord wants our joy to be full, right? Um, but when I was studying this word for myself, um, I, I was looking up different words. It kind of, it was hard for me to understand, right? It's just um, asking you will receive so that your joy will be made full. Well, asking you receives. There's sometimes when you ask, you don't, you don't actually, you don't receive. So I'm like, what does, what are you, is God trying to say? And does it coincide with what we just read in this other verse where first um, we have to abide in God and his word abide in us? Well, when I looked up, the word in my name or name, um, it meant with God's character and will in mind. So it's praying mindful of Christ. And another way that it was said in when I looked it up, it also said something that is prompted by the mind of Christ and relying on God to perform. So your prayers, right? When you're asking in God's name, it's not just saying in the name of Jesus, it's saying with God's character and his will in mind. That is a very important thing about praying, um, to know what God's will is, what his character is, what are some things. There's a there's also verses um, in James, I think it's James 4.3 that talks about, he was talking to the, to, to the people of the church and he was saying, um, you guys are quarreling, you guys are fighting in the church, right? And you're praying for things and you're, you're, you're not getting what you want because you're praying with the wrong motives. And what were their motives? Their motives were to impress people. Their motives were to just get things from God so that other people can see and be like, look at me, right? That's not the right motive. We're praying to God so that his will would be done on earth, so that his kingdom will come. And so that also means God also cares about our needs and our wants. But sometimes when we pray, those prayers won't be answered in a way that we think. I had a really amazing friend tell me tell me um, this kind of idea, basically that sometimes you pray for a car. Some people, you know, the, uh, name a car that you want, right? A Mercedes. Uh, you're praying to God, I want a Mercedes, I want a Mercedes. And you don't have a car, right? And you get a bus pass. So your need for transportation, that was met. Whether you got that Mercedes or that specific car that you want or not, God still met that need. And we are to be thankful because what you really needed was a, a way to get from one place to another, right? 
So sometimes when you pray, you won't get exactly what you ask for, but you'll get the thing that you need, which is so important. So, um, yes. So another way just to pray with God's, um, with God's character and his, his will in mind is to pray his word back to him. Um, there is a verse in Jeremiah 112 where the Lord said, he was talking to Jeremiah, you have seen well for I'm watching over my word to perform it. And another verse says in Isaiah 55, 11, so will my word be, which goes forth from my mouth. It will not return to me empty without accomplishing what I desire and without succeeding in the matter for which I sent it. So you can take the promises of God, the, the things of God, and pray them back to him. And he, he's looking over his word to perform, right? When we have faith and we declare his word, um, the, Bible, the Bible says that if we keep asking, we keep um, seeking, we keep knocking, and I'm going to touch on that later, um, we will receive, we will find, we will, the door will be open. So when we pray his word back to him, he's listening, he's looking to perform his word. And sometimes, um, yes, he hears our prayers and he hears the, the prayers we pray in our heart, even those small prayers. Um, but when you pray his word, it it's effective. It goes out and it does the thing which God wants it to do. It prospers. So one, one, one of my points is to be persistent in prayer. And like I said, these verses before, this is found in Matthew um, 7, 7. Don't stop praying. Keep on asking. And I have that um, open right here. I'm reading from the Bible. <laughs> And this is in uh, the version NLT. It says, keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks receives, everyone who fi uh, seeks finds, and everyone to, um, who knocks, the door will be opened. And then God goes on to say, you parents, if your children ask for a loaf of bread, do you give them a stone instead? Or if they ask for a fish, do you give them a snake? Of course not. So if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father give good gifts to those who ask him? So we know that we can ask God because he literally tells us to ask him. He literally tells us to continue seeking him until we find the thing we're looking for. He tells us to continue and keep knocking until that door is open. So we know that we can be persistent in asking him to, for whatever request we have, we can be persistent. Every time worry tries to rise up in your heart or in your mind, you can raise that up to the Lord um, and you know, like the verse we um, first went over, you know that the peace of God, which surpasses all uh, comprehension, will guard your heart and your mind. You will have peace to face whatever situation you have when you release those frustrations, when you release those requests to the Lord. Um, so the next point I want to talk about is how prayer is a conversation. So 
we know that our God is a living God. He's not a dead God. He is not sitting on his throne and not interacting with us. He's a God that is with his children. He is listening to us. He's talking to us. He, there is one person from my church who always says that um, um, God is always talking, but are we listening, right? So we pray, we pray, we talk about our requests and what we need, but do we ever stop? And like, listen to hear what God says. That's a very important part of prayer. Prayer is not just what you have to say, but it's what God has to say as well. So I want to talk about a person in the Bible, in the book in the Bible, where um, this person, his name is Habakkuk. Um, he he had confidence in going before the Lord and asking questions and bringing his complaints before the Lord. He was, it was in a time where um, there's a lot of bad and evil happening. And he decided to ask the Lord, like, what is going on? You know, why is there so much evil? And he says in Habakkuk 1, verse 2, it says, Oh, Lord, how long shall I cry out for help? And will you not hear me? Um, and he goes on to, to lay out his uh, what's going on in that time, like the evil that's happening. And you see here in this in the same chapter, just three verses down, it says, this is God talking. Look among the nations and see, wonder and be astounded, for I'm doing a work in your days. So. Um, and that verse goes, continues to say, I think it got cut off, but it continues to say that I'm doing a work that if, when it happens, you won't, even, if I would tell you, you won't even believe or understand what I'm telling you. So we can go before the Lord, right? With our request, with our frustrations too, with our complaints about what's going on in our lives, what's going on in the world. We can go to the Lord and be like, Lord, I'm crying out to you. Are you not hearing me? And you can wait, right? Um, the next thing I want to um, talk about, I'm getting ahead of myself. Wait and listen. So when you're having a conversation, if you want to hear what the other person's saying, you have to stop talking, right? You have to stop talking and listen to what the person is trying to say to you. You can't just keep talking and talking and talking and talking and not leave space for the other um, person to talk. And so the same thing, the same, it's the same thing with prayer. You have to stop, wait, and listen. And so going back to Habakkuk, and um, I spelled it wrong here. It's 1B, not 2. Um, but going back to Habakkuk in uh, chapter 2, um, so God already responded, like, uh, sorry, Habakkuk uh, made one complaint. The Lord answered him. And then he made a second complaint. And after his second complaint, he said, I will take my stand at my watch post and station myself on the tower and look out to see what he will say to me and what I will and what I will answer concerning my complaint. The righteous shall live by his faith. And then the second verse says, and the Lord answered me, right? The Lord gave a response. But you see here that Habakkuk waited. He stopped. He waited. He's like, okay, I, I'm giving you these complaints. And there was like five questions in there. Like, Lord, are you going to let us uh, get destroyed and all this stuff? And he said that he's like, okay, I'm done with my complaint. Lord, I'm, I'm going to sit and wait for you to respond. 
And the Lord did. He waited. He he said, I will take my stand at the watch post and station myself on the tower. He's looking out to see what the Lord is going to say, what the Lord is going to do. He was waiting for a response because that's what happens when you have a conversation with God. He's waiting for God to respond to him like God already previously did. And so this brings me to my last, it's not uh, my last and final like idea. Um, and I know this idea uh, kind of can get controversial because there's some people who believe you can't do this, but you can ask God questions. <laughs> you, God is not afraid of your questions. Um, as you can see in Habakkuk, there was a number of questions that Habakkuk had for God. He's like, the first one that we um, showed, let me go back to that. Oh Lord, how long shall I cry out for help and will you not hear me? That's a question. He's asking. Are you not going to listen to me? Are you not going to say anything? Are you not going to do anything? That's what he asked the Lord. Um, you So God, oh, one second. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. God can handle your questions. Um, he was asking, why is there so much evil in the world, right? He was, uh, Moses also asked questions. Abraham asked questions. Uh, Gideon even asked some questions. Um, the, the disciples asked God questions. John the Baptist asked God questions. The rich ruler asked God questions. Nicodemus, there's a number of people who asked God questions and God answered, right? So we don't have a God that's like dead. He's living. He's always speaking. He wants us to talk to him. He wants us to persist in prayer. He wants to have that conversation. And he also, when you're praying, he wants you to leave space for him to, to answer you, to speak to you. Sometimes he won't answer the question that you're specifically asking, but he'll speak to the root of why you're even asking the question, right? Because sometimes we ask out of frustration. We're just tired of seeing things the way they are. But we know that when we ask the Lord, when we come to him with our request, wondering why things are happening or wondering what's going on, we'll get peace. That's number one. And God will speak to us. Um, let me see. Awesome. Yes. So, oh, before we get to this, yes, just... I want everybody to know that asking questions is not something that you can't do. You can ask God questions. He's open to hearing you. This is a, a, a friendship with God. Obviously, also when you have a friend, you have um, you want to make sure that you're honoring to them, you're respectful, um, but you, it's also very important to be honest, right? You can, even in the word, you can ask God like, hey, this, what you said here in your word, can you help me understand it? Lord, I don't understand what you're trying to say in this, this uh, passage of scripture. You can ask him and the Holy Spirit, right? The Holy Spirit will um, br like bring revelation to you so that you can either understand what God is saying. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit will lead us into all truth. We can ask the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit will answer us. The, the Bible says we can ask for wisdom. We can ask God. He's not a, a God that's all in heaven and doesn't interact with his children. No, he's interactive. And so um, that all brings me to say, first, I want to pray 
Um, that brings me to the end of the message. I want to pray for us that we would learn and, and grow in prayer. We would grow in conversation and relationship with God because that's essentially what it is. Jesus didn't die on the cross for us so that we can still be separated from God and afraid to talk to him. No, he died and which allows us to have that relationship with God where we can come boldly to the throne of grace. We can come straight to God and be like, this is what's going on. This is what I'm dealing with. This is what's hurting me right now. And we can be completely honest because like that uh, first um, passage of scripture we went through, God already knows what you need. God already knows, but he wants that relationship with you. And because of what Jesus did, we can have relationship with him. And so let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I thank you so much for um, this message, God. And I thank you so much for bringing us all together today for this life gathering. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus, Lord, that each and every person on this call would grow in prayer. They would grow in relationship with you, Lord, and that they would um, bring their worries and their fears and their requests and their needs and their wants to you, God, because you are the one who knows it all and can supply all of our needs. God, you're the one who is a good father and you already said that you give good gifts to your children um, when we ask. And so, Father, I pray, Lord God, that um, you would meet each and every person, that they would know your character and know that you're a God that loves to give and loves to love his children and loves to be in relationship and fellowship um, with you. And so, Father, I pray um, that your Holy Spirit would just be pouring out on each person, that they would experience a new level of intimacy and relationship with you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Woohoo! Um, but yeah, um, before we end oh, this live gathering, I have, I have a question. Um, so since we can ask questions, right? My question to you guys is, and all of you is, do you know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior? Yes, I want everyone to have, have an opportunity. If you don't know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, first, it would be awesome if you put that in the chat so we can know. Um, but if you, do you know, do you know him? Feel free to answer in the chat. Let me know. Do you know Jesus? Do you know him? Is he your friend? Do you consider him your friend and your, and your father? Do you, do you spend time with him? Do you know him? Yes. Awesome. Thank you. Oh, I love when you guys talk to me. I like it. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Cool. Well, Jesus if there is anyone who doesn't Jesus know Jesus, I'm so glad that you guys are here. Awesome. Awesome. Not God. Yeah. Don't believe that he's God. Never believe that he's God. Yeah. He's created by God. God's soul. So it's mission awesome. in the Quran. Never believe that Jesus is God. Oh, sorry, uh, I can't. This is, this, is, this is very, very mistake by, by, by you. Revise the verse edition of. Okay, so yeah, awesome. Well, I don't know, I couldn't hear what that person was saying, but um, I would like to go over the gospel yes, and the gospel is saying, um, I wanna tell, if you don't know Jesus and you would like to understand more about Jesus, um, I would like to explain the gospel to you more in depth. And so I'm going to go over this verse. And the verse is, 
Isaiah 53, 6, it says, all of us like sheep have gone astray. Each of us has turned to his own way, but the Lord has caused the iniquity of us all to fall on him. And so all of us, that's every single person on this call, every single person in the world have gone astray. We've turned our own way, but the Lord has caused the iniquity of us all to fall on him. Who is him? Him is Jesus. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. This is Romans 6, verse 23. Again, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. Um, what is this verse saying? Not Lord. He one, is prophet. The wages of sin like, like is death. The wages of sin is death. Um, right? What are wages? Wages are what we earn from living our life, right? Um, the Like we read in the first verse, all of us have gone astray. So all of us have sinned. And it says in Romans 3.23, all of us have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And so the penalty for that sin is death. Um, and let's praise God that we, I'm getting ahead of myself, sorry. Um, but yeah, the wages of sin is death. Um, so sin is any attitude or action against God, and death is a spiritual death, a death that separates us from God in hell. Um, but we have good news. Jesus, right, he came and he took the penalty for our sins on the cross, right? He And, he, and when he did that, um, he broke the power of sin over our lives and enables us to have relationship with God, like I talked about, and and to have eternal life so that we get a gift and that gift is eternal life um and a gift is something that you didn't earn you didn't you didn't you just didn't earn it somebody gives it to you freely and you receive it right and so we have a gift and that gift is eternal life through christ jesus our lord when we confess him as our lord and savior when we believe what he did for us on the cross we are able to receive that gift of eternal life and so we see here in this picture, yeah, this picture right here. So the wages of sin is on one side. There's this gap that we couldn't we couldn't get through to ourselves. But you see the but there. The gift of God is eternal life. And what bridges that gap? Jesus bridges the gap so that we can have relationship with him, so that we can know him, so that the power of sin can be broken over our life. We can be set free from that and that we can have relationship with God in heaven. And so if there's anyone on this call, right, who wants to rededicate their life to Christ or who um, wants to give their life to Christ for the first time, please put that in the chat. But first, I would love for you to, I would love to say this prayer with you. Um, yeah, you can just repeat after me or say it with me. Um, Father God, I know that I'm a sinner and that I need you to forgive me. I know that your son Jesus died a painful death and rose again so that my sins could be washed clean. Thank you. I want to make you the Lord of my life and I will trust you and follow you. Everything I have is yours now. In the name of Jesus, amen. It, once again, if you said that prayer and you're wanting to rededicate your life or give your life to Jesus, um, please put that in the chat. We would love to get connected with you. We also have um, a form that you, would, uh, you can fill out. Um, and that form is for anyone, actually, 
who wants to give their testimony of um, just how they were touched by this message, or they would like to receive a free 30-day uh, devotional if you haven't already gotten that. Um, so yeah, we're gonna put that form in the chat um, shortly. And so this brings us to the end of the life gathering. Uh, wait, I didn't see if, if anybody said they were rededicating their life or not, but um, if you did just put that in the chat or anything like that. But this brings us to the end of our life gathering. Um, and so I just wanna thank you guys all for coming. We're gonna have a time of prayer and asking questions. If you have any questions or you have any prayer requests, please stay on the call. Um, but if you're on Facebook Live, um, and you want to be a part of our prayer session, because I'm going to end the, the Facebook Live. If you're a part of, you want to be a part of that prayer session and you have some questions that you want answered, please feel free to jump on uh, the Zoom link. We're going to put the Zoom link. <laughs> um, we're going to put the Zoom link um, on the Facebook Live, the Facebook page. So you can just hop on if you're watching from there. Um, also, if you want to get more connected with us, um, you have my email, aid at purposefounder.com is on the screen and community at purposefounder.com. You can send your questions directly there. Um, you can um, talk with us or if you would like prayer or anything like that and you can't make it to the rest of this Zoom call, please feel free to email us and we will get back to you. Awesome. Well, um, I'm going to end the Facebook Live now. Let's see. Sometimes I'm slow at this. Stop live stream. Oh, before I stop the live stream, haha. Make sure you come back next week and bring some friends. It'd be awesome. Um, we'd love to get more connected with you and more connected with uh, the people you know. So please invite people to the live gathering. We're going to have a special, special guest and um, just hope that you guys can make it. But yeah, now I'm ending the live stream. Thank you for joining our Purpose Founder podcast. If you made a decision for Christ today, fill out the link below and let us know so we can send you a free devotional and get connected with you. We also want to remind you to join our Facebook discipleship page and get connected with us and people all around the world. Until next time, we'll see you soon.